Welcome back to the Windy City Wire podcast. My name's Sam Tanaglia. Glad to have my good friend James Marisi back on the show today after a little hiatus. Uh, James, glad to have you back for another episode. I'm, I'm ready to get going with this episode. Are you ready? Yes, sir. It's good to be back. Um, just got back into Chicago for a couple days, so it's good to do a live episode again. And um, yeah, we got a full slate here, so I'm excited. Yeah, James, how you doing lately? You doing good? You came in from Arizona today. Flight good? Flight was good. Right. Flight was good. Uh, the, the the few hours I've been home, I've um, you know, heard a lot of stuff. Um, but you know, everything's going good, and um, we're gonna we'll make it through. And you know, I'm just uh, I'm just excited to be back on the pod again. That's for sure. Oh yeah, always good to be on the podcast with James and I. Got some bets going on tonight. Coyotes just scored. We're happy about that. The Jazz are coming back. Uh, and we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, let's first of all talk about the good old Chicago Blackhawks. James, they are currently 4-6 and six in their last 10 games, slipped to 5th in the division, out of a playoff spot. Um, what do you think? What have you seen out of the Blackhawks recently in their games? I know they haven't played too well. They won last night, uh, and that was good to see. But what's been going on lately? They've let up, I think, ground to the Predators, it seems like. Um, with the Jackets, Stars, and Red Wings still trailing us. So what are you seeing? Um, you know, this Blackhawks team, we were really excited uh, when the season first started, and they were in third, second, fourth, and they had a comfortable lead a couple weeks ago. They are up, I don't know, eight, seven to eight points on Columbus, and, and Nashville's won. Nashville's won, I think, ten in a row, or they've taken points in 11 of, of 12 or something like that, but... Um, this is, you know, they're in another tough stretch, kind of, but this stretch of games here, these are the people, these are the teams that are chasing, uh, the Blackhawks. So you have to win these games. And last night, that was a huge win at home against Dallas, a team that is trying to get any, any type of fresh air, like in their system, but they just can't seem to string any. And then you lost to Nashville the other day. And then that Carolina game, um, where they had they tied it late as three three and then they gave up on with like twenty eight seconds like that was that was a huge point and uh, you know we sit with a game tomorrow against Dallas at home um, back two points in Nashville I don't know if they play tonight I'll look but um, yeah we're back two points to that fourth spot so they're they're doing what they can Kirby Doc's back he scored his first goal last game so we'll see what happens but you know I this is if Nash if Nashville keeps this up I, I don't know it's gonna be a little tough yeah Nashville's eight and two in their last 10 uh that team's just red hot hottest in the division for sure uh but the Blackhawks need to keep gaining some ground and I mean this is a tough division one of the toughest in the NHL definitely yeah Central is probably the most stacked I'd say mm, the East everyone was saying was pretty stacked but uh Central and East are are, are two um top of the line for sure for sure. Do you think the Blackhawks team has played better with Kirby Doc back or worse? See, that's like, I feel like they're just, they're gelling. They're still gelling with him a little bit. But I do think there was a little bit of a setback when you had those role guys getting minutes and producing. And now they're, you know, those guys that they were playing with on the, on the, on the ice uh, have, have Kirby Doc, a, a different type of center, a bigger body, a guy who obviously has more skill than these guys, but 
Um, hasn't had a lot of minutes yet. So it's a little early, but we'll see. Maybe they pick up another win, a, a win against Dallas tomorrow and, um, you know, tie Nashville, and we'll see how we go from there. Yeah, and still Patrick Kane's the leading scorer on the team, 14 goals, 37 assists. Uh, and then you got Debrinket in second in the lead for the team in points with 38, and Kubalik with 28, rounding out the third spot. It's a talent. They're not. They're a young team, but we have the talent. But I agree with your point that maybe just the team of four. Doc came back. They ha- kind of had a rhythm going on, and introducing Doc into the lineups just needs some work. Needs to get them used to it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Blackhawks look to win tomorrow versus Dallas. Uh, we got to stop some of these teams here, uh, such as the uh, the Panthers. The Hurricanes, the Lightning, and obviously somebody's got to stop the Predators uh, going 8 of eight and 2 in their last 10. So let's hope the Blackhawks can gain some ground. Uh, also, the Chicago Bulls are 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. They are slipping. They have slipped to 10th place in the East. Uh, and what do you think about the Bulls lately? I think... They've gone three and seven, and I don't know how many games we've played with Vucevic or Vucevic. Um, I think it's been about six or so. Uh, yep. Six. Yeah, six or eight games. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this team? Levine's still the leading scorer, probably the best guy on the team, obviously. Yeah, there's a lot to like with this Bulls team. This acquisition of uh, Nikola Vucevic and. You know, some other guys, I forget the name, Troy Brown, uh, Al Farouk Aminu, some guys like that, um, Joe, Jeff Green, I think. But, you know, this Bulls team, is in, they're in a playoff spot. I don't know what they're doing, the playing tournament for, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, or 7, 8, 9, 10. I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure the cutoff's 10, and the Bulls sit in 10th right now, um, game and a half behind Indiana. But... Nicole Vucevic and Zach Levine, that's another pairing that needs time to develop. Like, they lost their first, what, three? They lost, I think they went two, they've gone, what, three and six in the, in the, in the games having Vucevic, or, or no, it was six. So, two, wow. like, two and four they, they've gone in their last six with Vuk. But, obviously, it's going to take some time to develop. But I'm just glad, like, we didn't really touch on this, this deal that much, but I'm just glad to see the Bulls or anyone in Chicago make a big move for a player that's, like, known and, you know, a couple, like, he's known. He's an all-star. Like, come on. Totally. I think we had our, the last time we were on the podcast together, it was before they made any moves, and we were talking about the general manager making some moves. We said, hey, we're big fans of you. You're getting a lot of praise so far. Go out, do something. And he does this. I really like this trade. If we can keep him for a, a few years after his contract, I think he's still got a few more on right now. Um, but yeah. you got your big man, you got your shooting guard. If you can get a point guard, maybe a little bit more stable than Kobe White, this team's not bad. It's a good up-and-coming team. Yeah, they're not bad. They, they're they a lot of fun to watch. I really hope they make this. I hope they just make the playoffs so they can get a taste, they can get some experience, and then, you know, it's in, the Kobe White, because Kobe White's too good of a player to be coming off the bench. But you can't have him and Zach on the same floor because it doesn't work. So they've had Sato, uh, Sadoransky starting, which, you know, I, 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 I hate. I don't like at all. But, you know, it's interesting this offseason if we see a Kobe White, um, if he's dealt somewhere. And maybe, you know, you bring in another piece, keep Zach and Vooch, 
Pat Williams. Pat Williams looks ridiculous. He's amazing. He's awesome. But if you bring in another piece or you draw attention, because now you have you have an all-star on your team. You have Zach Levine, too. Maybe a big-time player, not a huge-time player, but someone who's well-known and a player we've never seen the Bulls go out and get. You know, they get and... You know, Bulls are a four seed next year, something like that. Yeah, Pat Williams needed needs to develop his offensive game a little bit more, but he's looked not terrible this year. I wouldn't say that fourth overall pick in this last year's draft is a total wash. You can't say that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the last few games, it's been close in losses, if you think about it. So, obviously, losing to Golden State at the end of uh, March, 116-102 to is not a good look. Um, but then close losses, 121 to 116 versus the Suns, who are a great team, 113 to 106 versus Utah, another great team, one and two in the West. Then you beat Brooklyn, huge. Uh, and then you beat Indiana, and they're, no, they, they're not that bad either with Brogdon. So this team is doing not terrible, but they need to improve in some areas. Uh, they're sitting at 10th place right now. But in the games... That Vucevic has played. He's averaging 22 points and 11 rebounds. Like, you want that out of a guy, and he's looking good. So I'm happy about this. Bulls are good. Uh, we're happy about that. Any other thoughts on the Bulls here? Um, no, nothing. But, I mean, to say, to touch on Bulls and um, Blackhawks together, United Center, I'm, I wish, I wish they, they, they could have some fans in there. I really wish. Yeah, maybe if we make the playoffs, you never know. Either of the teams. Yeah, yeah, that's true, Sam. I mean, we can only hope, but yeah, that's that's all for me on the Bulls. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for the rest of the year. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, Bulls and Blackhawks have been going on for a while. When does a hockey playoff start? I want to say, I want to say maybe second week of April, first week of April, something like that. No, it's it's the end of the first week of April, so maybe soon. Oh no! I mean, I mean, I mean, May. I mean May first week of May. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Mixed up the months. Yeah, you're good. You're good. We don't know what day it is. We all do Zoom classes. We don't, we don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Blackhawks and Bulls have been playing for a while. They're looking middle of the pack in each of their conferences and divisions and whatever. Um, but big stories, and we're all thankful to have baseball back. Baseball opening night was like a, or a week ago. Uh, and or six days ago, Thursday night was the first day, April 1st. Cubs and White Sox are both out there and winning games. Um, just give me your initial thoughts. Are you just happy to have baseball back? I'm happy to have baseball back. The Cubs, uh, you know, they look how they, how I thought they'd look. The pitching's a concern, but, um, you know, it's really good to have baseball back and just to hear... Uh, the roar of the crowd. Like I haven't hit a game yet, but this summer I'm gonna hit a bunch, and it was good. It was good hearing the crowd on on the on the TV and all across baseball. I mean, look at the Rangers. That was a full barn. That place was rocking. But that, yeah, it was beautiful to see all those fans there. <laughs> Holy cow! But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for baseball, and I mean, the Cubs have lost two in a row. They're three and three now. Uh, they got they're going to the Pirates tomorrow, so hopefully easy three games there and we'll be back but yeah Yeah. good start yeah good start I mean record wise both teams are not off to the best starts White Sox are three and four so far um, but have been looking better offensively than the Cubs who currently sit at a uh, record of three and three after their loss today to the Milwaukee Brewers 
Um, just to look at some base stats for the Cubs and the White Sox, uh, the Cubs' leading hitter so far is Chris Bryant with a total of four hits through six games. He's batting 200. And the second leading batter for the Cubs is Javier Baez, who has three hits in 22 at-bats, which is a 136 average. So the Cubs have not looked great offensively. Uh, good old Jack Pedersen, Peterson, got his first home run and hit today in the game. Um, or was that yesterday? That was today. That was today. That was today. I mean, again, we do not know what day it is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the Cubs have to pick it up offensively, in my opinion. Um, and the White Sox, Yerman uh, Mercedes, if I'm <laughs> pronouncing his name wrong, I'm sorry. But this guy's on fire. Five for five in your debut. Uh, he's bad. He has 13 hits in 23 at-bats this year. Uh, and then Luis Robert has eight hits in 28 at-bats. So the White Sox are hitting the ball. Um, and, th- I mean, records are similar right now. I, I'm going to say it. All the, the White Sox listeners, they want to hear it from me. The White Sox are looking like a good team. You're looking like a little bit of a better team than the Cubs right now. I, I want to give the White Sox some credit right now. Yeah. I, I want to – okay, everyone's listening. I – Okay, actually, here. Here's a tip. If the White Sox are facing left-handed pitching for the rest of... A left-handed starter for the rest of the season, bet the White Sox money line to the moon. Bet minus one and a half to the moon. And I'd also like to give a thank you to Jose Abreu for each time I've bet the White Sox, he's hit a grand slam. He's got two. He's got more grand slams than some Cubs players hits. He's electric. White Sox to the moon. I'm a believer. Still a Cubs fan, but I'm giving some props to them, and they're a lot of fun to watch. They scald the baseball, and to see them beat up on the Mariners, I don't know, 28 times a year is, is going to be great. So yeah, we'll see that a lot. But yeah, good start, White Sox. I mean, decent start. I mean, you're 3-4, and four, but you guys are hitting. You guys are getting on base. It's just um, you gotta, you guys got to close games out like we do as well. I didn't, I didn't see the game today, but um, you know, pitching is probably miserable. So um but yeah, I mean, Cubs are just classic Cubs slumping, can't hit everything we saw in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know, man. This is gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough break once all these guys are shipped off because they had such a shit year. But yeah, here's a thought about the Cubs. Uh, what do you think's gonna happen? We got all these contracts expiring this year. Who who of the two would you keep if not all three? Which probably won't happen. Um, Baez, Rizzo, or Bryant? Which ones are you keeping? Or which ones do you which ones do you want to have, Captain? What do you think will be the result? I want most importantly, I want Anthony Rizzo a Cub for life. Second, Javier Baez. If he can just if he can just mature a little bit at the plate and just wake up. Just wake up. He's got the video. He's able to look at the video this year. That's why he, he claimed he had a shit year last year because he couldn't look at the video. He can look at video this year. We need Javi to start hitting, stop chasing the high fastball, and I'll take Javier Baez. Chris Bryant, I don't know. It's just I just think he needs a new start. I just think, I don't know. But but here's the thing, Sam. They're not going to do anything for Rizzo. Rizzo's going to be gone. <laughs> they're not going to do shit. Like, they're not going to do anything. Gosh, we resonate with Barstow Carl right now. 
Like, just do anything to sign Anthony Rizzo. I'll donate $5 to his contract, you know? Seriously. You you could probably go around the city and get enough to pay them for his next contract. I'm not kidding. For sure. Yeah. Seriously. I think that Ricketts are just like, ah, oh, you know, we what gotta be joke. smart. You know? What a joke. They put... Another thing that bothers me about the Ricketts is they seem to, at times, put more money into surrounding the ballpark within, like, Gallagher Way and making bars and hotels than they do on the actual team. It's Disney World. Yeah. It's Disney World over there. It's it's not... I haven't been to a game in a very long time, and I'm I'm nervous to head down there. Like, I think I... I, think I Barstool Carl, I think he had a video or something going, and someone, like, shooed him away, or some <laughs> security guard asked, like, what are you doing? You can't go... Like, I, I'm nervous to head down there, because, yeah, you're right, Sam. They, that's all they've been doing, It's just putting new, new AstroTurf in the little uh, garden, beer garden or whatever they got going on, but... Yeah. Merce, like, they gotta figure it out over there, but... Used to be the friendly confines, let's hope it is. You know, it's all gone downhill since they got rid of old style selling at the stadium, I'm telling you. But no, from my point of view, I'm gonna shout out to Mr. Bednars on this take. I mean, this is probably everyone else's take. Coyotes scored again, big for us, and the Jazz are up. Uh, good for our bets here. Um, but this is his take, and it's probably many other people's takes. As you saw, Francisco Lindor, Tatis, they're shortstops and they're getting huge contracts. Baez is going to want that. He's not a Francisco Lindor at all, but he's going to want that money, and somebody desperate's going to give him that money. Baez struck out 10 times already this year, zero walks. What? He struck out 10 of his 22 at-bats. Baez cannot look. He can't walk. He swings wildly at the high fastball. He swings at everything in the dirt. For me, honestly, you could probably get Bryant at cheaper money, and they should give Rizzo a fair over $100 million for sure. He's a great player. Rizzo is going to draw more walks than strikeouts per season. Um, and honestly, it's just for me, I don't want to give Baez $200 million for he's going to strike out like 180 times a year. You're right, and yeah, he's going to ask for a ton of money, but the thing is, he's so good in the field. Like, he's so good in the field, and, you know... But we also have this guy named Corner, who's a good shortstop, doesn't hit as well, but he fields pretty well, too. Yeah, he fields well, too. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he's going to ask for that money. Someone desperate will give it to him, but... um. We're going to see how the season goes. And, I mean, if he keeps this up, he's not going to – he'll be gone no. by the tra- – like, I, th- I, th- I think they should trade him, if anything. Yeah, is it I, – I, they're all going into their contract here. Yeah. All of them. Three of them, yep. Is Contreras in this too? I think he might be. I'm pretty sure he is. But <laughs> oh, goodness. That's what I'm saying. Like, this – and here's the thing with the Cubs. Like, they have a guy named David Bodie who can play third base, who can play second base. Mm-hmm. What you, they have a guy in Nico Horner who's in AAA. They have a guy Matt Duffy who, who's going to play first base, I guess, once <laughs> Rizzo leaves. Whoever that is, they have these guys who are they're just waiting for the right moment to fucking insert them where they want. Brian gets traded. Bodie's third baseman every day. I don't think uh, Matt Duffy or David Bodie are like great players. I don't think Duffy's that good at all. Honestly, don't know how he made the roster. Not that good of a player. No offense, Matt Duffy. 
Um, but I mean, we have options, but I just don't think Pies is worth that much money. He's going to want it. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not. That's yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. So Cubs, uh, yeah, they're going to be sellers if they don't see themselves in the top two position in the division, I think, by trade deadline. Maybe. I, the Reds look really good. The Reds put up 10 runs a game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're playing the Pirates, so it's a little, it's a little yeah. early, you know? It's a yeah. little early. But, it's true. But um, Kings goal, 2-1. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, we, we're glad baseball's back, and I can't wait to get to a game. Yeah, I'm, I got tickets for uh, April 17th, and I got April 22nd tickets. Let's go. I'll see the Braves and the Mets. Ooh. Yeah. See a little Acuna. See a little Freddie Freeman. See a little Lindor. Alonzo. Alonzo, yeah. Yeah. Be fun. Hopefully I'll see uh, uh, DeGrom. That'd be sick. I've seen him once, I think. But I'd like to see him again. That'd be fun. How's your fantasy baseball team looking, James? Let me, um... Well, I'll say this one thing. I know he's not going to listen to the podcast, so I'm going to talk about him. <laughs> if Mick Hennigan made one ad or checked his lineup once, he would easily beat me this week. And we have, like, we're soaring in points. If you look at the scoreboard for our league, yeah. I have 500 points this week. Mick's got 468. And, like, people have, like, 421, 268, 341, 271, I'm getting 460, like 507, reasonable. But like, we're crushing it. Mick and I, this is the best matchup. That that score is ridiculous. Look at my game. Look at, just back to Mick's team, like Whit Merrifield's playing out of his mind Wait, right now. what do you mean if you made one ad? He or... hasn't, like, he has Trey Turner on his bench. Well, because he wasn't playing, but he still hasn't added him back. Trey Turner hit a home run today. Uh, and Tucker hit one the other day. Yeah, like Tucker's uh, been hot. Um, Suarez on the Martinez Reds. Martinez has been hot. Suarez has been pretty hot. Merrifield's been crazy. Hosmer was great earlier this year. Like Merrifield, three home runs already. What is this? Nine RBIs for a second base outfielder. Eric Hosmer hit a grand slam, I think, his first game. Yeah, I'm... No, he had, a, he had two back-to-back, two back-to-back games, three run home runs. Um, mixed team's good. My team, it's just I keep streaming pitchers, and they give me negative points. Yeah, you just yeah. keep picking up pitchers. Yeah, that's the problem with me. Let's take a look at James's team really quick. Uh, James, you are Team Marisi. Now, let's, <laughs> let's take a look. I know you wanted Ketel Marte. You I didn't did. get him. I did. I wanted Ketel Marte. I wanted Mookie Betts, so I had to go with... Uh, Yelich, because you know, I think Owen took bets right before me, so I was like, you know what, I'll just grab Yelich. Mm-hmm. I have Jock starting. He's been miserable. You got a guy on the DL? Yeah, like Tatis. I saw his injury. Yeah. It was brutal. My, oh, yeah. My pitching is atrocious, but yeah, I just... Jack Pedersen hasn't helped you at all. I mean, or Rosarina, I haven't heard his name yet. Honestly, I think he's a bust this year. I just I just picked guys who I kind of like knew. I just kind of knew because I was just like, you know, screw it. Oh, my God. I didn't even put in the guy I picked up. You got six, though. You didn't even put him, put him in. Six hasn't played yet, I don't think so. Baseball is – fantasy baseball is challenging because it's every day. Mm-hmm. But I usually will just go on the – I'll go on the ESPN or whatever, and then I'll just 
do every day. Yeah, that's what I do for base or for basketball and hockey. Yeah, hockey too. Yeah. Yeah, I just since I've been doing bets, I check my like lineup after I check Barstool or something. Yeah. Shout out to Barstool Sports. Sam is now a legal gambler in the state of Illinois. Sam has eighty nine dollars still of his hundred dollars he put in, so he hasn't done too well. Um. <laughs> But you know he's staying responsible. That's for sure. Yeah, don't no need to call Sam or call the law enforcement about Sam's gambling addiction yet. So let's hope he can win tonight. Get a good ten dollars. He bet on Bayern Munich, München, uh, and then uh, Chelsea to win in the Champions League, and Bayern let him down. So tough. But Chelsea just. They they win. They win games. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's the thing with Premier League. You get these 0-0 games, you get these 1-0 games. and It's tough to bet ties. You never want to tie. Soccer is very hard to yeah. uh, bet on. Mm-hmm. Well, James, any other thoughts? I think that was a great show. I think it was a great show. Um, we kept it light for the listeners tonight. 25-ish minutes? Yeah, wow, we we scrambled through it and gave some good good insight to what's going on in Chicago sports. But yeah, I know you guys are always complaining that it's too long, so here you go. Yeah, <laughs> we got we're watching Jared Stoll on the LA Hockey broadcast. Yeah, haven't, haven't heard his name in a while. Former, I want to say Stanley Cup champ. Yeah, yeah, it was with that with that Kings team that mm-hmm. beat the Rangers. But yeah, I mean yeah. Sam and I, uh, Coyotes money line, um, Utah Jazz minus two and a half. Uh, parlayed. Um, we're looking for uh, for some money tonight, so we'll see what happens. We'll maybe we'll uh, post an Insta story with uh, the bet slip and oh yeah, maybe the the W's behind it if it, if all plays out. But yeah, it was a great show, Sam. I'm glad we got to do a live one again. And um, go Cubs, go Blackhawks, go Bulls, go ba- go Sox too. Uh, go Sox, yeah. my bad, and fuck the Bears. Yeah, Bears, pull it together, guys. Uh, Mac Jones is gonna go three. Nobody knows why, but yeah, he'll he'll go to the Forty ers I'll call it. Um, yeah, I don't know. John Lynch figured it out, buddy. Uh, Bears, yeah, tough. But uh, until next time, thank you for listening to the Windy City Wire podcast. My name's Sam, and my good old co-host James. We're glad to be back with you. Have a great night. Peace.